Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Happy Mother's Day. And so here's what I want to do real quick right off the bat. If you're a mom, a grandma, a godmom, anything like that, I want you to stay seated. And the rest of us, look, can we give our mothers a standing ovation today and just thank them for being a mom? Come on, get up. Let's go. Let's give it up to our mamas today. Come on. Get up, get up. Where are you at? All right, mamas, we love you. Thank you for not killing us. So go ahead, maybe seated. Man, some good mamas out there today. And uh, man, also, if you're a first-time guest, we pray that this can be a place that you can call home, a place you can belong before you believe. And so one more time, all of us, can we clap for our guests today? Thank you so much for being here. My name is Pastor Jeremy, along with my wife, Pastor Lindsay. We have the honor of pastoring this church. We're just uh, uh, 15 months old, and the best is still yet to come of what God is doing here at this church. And you might be saying, hey, it's Mother's Day. A lot of people on my A-team are like, where's your wife? And so it's Mother's Day. She is actually in Georgia right now, and 2,000 miles away, and she just spoke three services out in Albany, Georgia, and had a great experience there. So she was the guest speaker at Mother's Day at another church. And so uh, watch out for what Lindsay is going to be doing, even in her, in her life, what God is doing in her life. And so today, I have the honor of speaking on behalf of all moms today. And before I begin, though, I want to honor my own mom. Uh, I have a mom in North Dakota, as well as my stepmom, who's out there. But also, when I married into Lindsay's family, I have two great mother-in-laws that I want to honor today. And uh, they've just been amazing. They're not monster-in-laws. They're wonderful mother-in-laws. And so uh, that's just a great testimony of what God has done. And, um, and so we have wonderful, wonderful moms here in this place. And so we're going to jump in to a message on honoring our mom. And so today I have seven ways we can love our mamas. We can love our mamas. And so if you got your Bibles with me, uh, turn open your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you some Bibles away for free. Or you can grab your iPhones, your Androids, you can download the YouVersion app, and you can follow along. We should have it on the screens where you can read it on the Jumbotron. If you have a Samsung or an Android, don't even bother because it's going to take forever to load, and it's going to get you frustrated, and that's fine. And that, so we're glad you're here. You can jump in on Facebook, check in on Facebook, tweet this entire thing, Snapchat it, Instagram Instagram story it, do whatever you can to get it down somewhere. So this can be a reminder in the weeks to come on how I can honor my mama, how I can honor my mama. If you're a mom here, it doesn't mean you don't take notes. It means you can leave these notes around the house somewhere, all right? I took notes for you, baby, because I know a lot of men are like, you got it? You got to take notes? Cool, all right. And so make sure we take some notes today. But Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 through 3, and this is what it says. I love this. It says, honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. If you're a parent in this place, say amen, rule out. Amen. All right, we got some parents in here. So honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with you that you may live long on the earth. That you may live long on the earth. Now, how many know that honor is one of the top 10 commandments is to honor your parents? And I love how it says here that, you, that it may be well with you that you may live long on this earth. How many know I made you, I could take you out? 
that if we honor our parents, it'll go well with us, and we will live a long life. My dad once told me a story when he turned 18, and he enlisted in, in the Army. And so my dad, he was in his fatigue, he was wearing his gear, and he was in one of his last days in the house, and he told his mom, he said, Mom, you know, I love you, I'm going to be going off. And, my, and his mother, my grandma, she said, Larry, before you leave, take the trash out. Because how many know you're not too old enough to take out your mama's trash, all right? And so she said, Larry, take the trash out. And my dad said, woman, take your own trash out. And then he turned. Now, how many know? That's scary right there, huh? We got some OG mamas in here. You were, run, you were raised by Run DMC, so we're terrified of you. And so he said, he said, take your own trash out. And then he turned to leave the house. And all of a sudden, my, my grandmother, his mom, taps him on the, sh- on the shoulder, and he turns, and she has a cast iron skillet in her hand. And she goes, boom, knocks him out. He's on the ground. So that day, my dad learned to honor your mother so you may live longer. Now, you might have had counseling after that, maybe woke up on Tuesday, but it's a great example. It's a terrible example, but we are to honor our mother and our father. And so the question I want to ask today, if you're a first-time guest, it's about as good as it gets, okay? But if you're, a, if you're here today, maybe you have a mom. If someone gave birth to you, I want you to ask this question. Are you the kind of daughter or are you the kind of son that you would like to raise? Are you the kind of daughter? Are you the kind of son that you would like to be raised? And many of us in this room are like, yeah, of course. Or maybe some in this room, your parents are going, no, right? Maybe grandparents in this room are going, payback, I love this. But are you the kind of son or the daughter that you would like to be raised? And so today, we're going to jump into seven ways we can love our mamas. Seven ways we can love our mamas, not just on Mother's Day, but every single day of the week. Are you all in? You all ready for this? And so write this down. Number one, write this down, is love your mother unconditionally. Love your mother unconditionally. I got to tell you today, we want to love on every mom today. And so if you notice in the lobby, we have two photo booths. We have two great professional photographers that will be taking your photo. They're going to edit your photos, do some magic on it. And they're, they're going to put it on our Facebook page. And you can download high-quality images, take that baby to Walmart or print press somewhere, and you can print those out free of charge for us, all right? But also I want you to know, too, when you walk out these doors, we have a package for every mom on there that says, hello, gorgeous. Because we want to remind you that you're a gorgeous mom, that we love you on Mother's Day. Amen? Is that cool? Guys, you get nothing, all right? Nothing. On Father's Day, we're going to figure something out, all right? We're going to have some fun on Dad Day. The dude panel is coming back. But number one, love your mother unconditionally. You see, unconditionally means without condition and without limits. Without limits. Love her when she is young. Love her when she is old. Love her when she has something to give. Love her when she has nothing to give. Love your mother unconditionally. Number two, I want you to write this down, is hug her affectionately. Hug your mama affectionately. So if you're sitting next to mom, grandma, spiritual mom, right now, I want you to hug them. Come here, come here, you. Give them a nice little hug, all right? Hug them. Hug your mama. That's a lot of awkwardness. All the introverts in this room hate me. It's okay. It's okay. Don't tell me what to do, right? But we need to hug our mamas affectionately. There's a bumper sticker that says, have you hugged your child today? Forget that. Have you hugged your mama today? Have you hugged your mama today? 
And I believe many of us, whether we're students, remember we're, whether we're in high school or maybe we're adults ourselves, I believe you would probably give your mama a heart attack if you hugged her, but she needs to know that she is loved by you. So for, for some, I know you, your mama probably flinched too. Give me a hug. What are you doing to me? I will <laughs> hug your mama affectionately. There was a season where my mom, she was a single parent, and being, even being, being, being able to look back behind and she was a single parent raising three kids on her own. And I got to tell you, if you're a single parent in this room, we want to applaud you today because you have a tough job, you have a hard job. But man, we don't want you to do it alone. We don't want you to do life alone. We want to, to help you in any way that we can. But in that season, when my mom was a single mom, she had those three, you know, two boys and a, and a daughter, uh, uh, raising them by herself. And one day, my, my brother, my older brother, he's about 13 years old. And to give you an idea, now he's about 6'2", and he's a big dude. And, but at 13 years old, he was, he was being a punk. He was uh, uh, disrespecting my mom, not doing what he was told. Big surprise, right? And so my mom got right into his face, and she said, you listen to me. And she began to discipline him like a good mother should. And also my brother, he began to realize as they were face to face, my mom said he, she, he, he, she can see it in his eyes that he, he just realized, I think I'm taller than my mom. Because as she was disciplining him, all of a sudden, he was kind of this 13-year-old, and then his shoulders went back, and it kind of grew before her, before her eyes, and he realized, I'm taller than mama. I am bigger than my mama. And so she's disciplining him, and she sees all this happening, and she says, hold on a minute. Stay right there. And she goes out of the room. She comes back and puts a chair there. My mom's OG, all right? She puts a chair there, gets on top of the chair, looks down on him and said, you may be bigger than me, but you're going to respect me. But can you imagine if my brother hugged her? We need to hug our mamas affectionately. We need to honor them. We need to love them unconditionally. We need to be with our mamas. So write this down. Number three, love her by understanding her sympathetically. Love her by, 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 love her, excuse me, love her by understanding her sympathetically. Mothers do so much. They go through changes. They work hard, really hard. Uh, understand that they do so much. They cook, they clean, they, they referee, they're accountants. Uh, they're in the mess. They do things others wouldn't do. So we need to appreciate our mamas every single day. When my wife became a mama, she uh, had her, you know, her water broke on her, on her one and only child. And, and when her water broke, we got her in the car and said, this is it. And driving to the hospital, I remember the light was, was green. Then it went yellow off to the distance. And I, there's no way I can make it. And it went red. And so I started to slow down. And she looked at me and she said, drive. I said, yes, ma'am. Went through that red light. Asked God for forgiveness later. Got to the hospital, and if you're about to have a baby, don't skip the hospital tour. Because in the hospital tour, they would have told you, we locked the front doors after a certain time, so go around to the back door. We didn't do that tour. We were rebellious. All right? I don't need no class. And so we pulled up in the hospital. She's got the contractions and labor pains, and I get her to the front door, and I open it. It's locked, right? And I go, I think they're closed. <laughs> she looked at me and said, 
<laughs> not funny, right? So I get her back in the car. We drive around to the back, get her in the wheelchair, get her into the room. And right before she's about to give birth, give, uh, right before our son's about to come out, her epidural wears out. The doctors are saying, honey, you can't push right now. We're afraid the baby shouldn't come out this moment. She grabbed the nurse and she said, fear me. I, she didn't do that. I'm kidding. She didn't do that. She's not here today. <laughs> I'm joking. But when that baby came out, and I'm, I'm coaching her, come on, baby, breathe. You got this baby. And you're like, y'all need to listen to her. And, and all of a sudden, my child comes out, and this is moment. We're like, oh, my, what is he? Like, E.T., what is this? We clean him up. Clean the baby up. Be on, put him in longer. Put him in longer. And so... <laughs> We're so excited to have this child. And, and when it's all said and done, the doctor cleans everything up. And, and also, I turned to my wife and I went, Whew, I'm tired. <laughs> if you're a new husband, don't say that. <laughs> Ever. I was like, I'm tired. Can we sit down for a little bit? But we need to appreciate our mothers. We need to love her by understanding her sympathetically. Sympathetically, we need to honor our mothers by loving unconditionally, by hugging often and affectionately, but also by understanding her sympathetically. But number four, love her by being attentive. I told you I'm going quick today. We're going to, have, we're going to be out here by lunch, all right? But love her by being attentive. I've, I've realized everybody wants undivided attention. Everybody wants undivided attention from their mama. You know, my wife's out of town, and last night I was getting my son ready. And I appreciate my wife so much because my son somehow made it here today, all right? Somehow I got him dressed and got him to church. But last night, mom's 2,000 miles away, and I said, son, it's time for bed. And everything was going so well, and then he stubbed his toe on the steps, right? Stubbed his It's broken, right? And he's crying. I'm like, come on, man, it's okay. It's not, it's not broken. It's fine. And all of a sudden he cries, I want my mommy. And I'm like, dude. She is not here right now. <laughs> Stop it. After 50 times, mommy, like, no. But why? Because mothers give their full attention. Mothers give their full attention. In the Bible, in 2 Kings, there's a Shunammite woman who had a, who had a child. When God gave her a child, it was this major miracle. And when the child was of age, when he was an adult, he was working in the fields with his dad. And the Bible said, all of a sudden, he had a big headache. And later on, he died, but God did a miracle. But right when he had that headache, the Bible said he, they, the, 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 the others took, took, took the son to the father. And they said, your son has a headache. And his dad said, take him to his mother. Right? It's in the Bible. Get him out of here. Because fathers don't give their full attention. Are you bleeding? You're fine. <laughs> you are bleeding. Is anything removed? You're fine. Go to your mama. Because mamas love to give full attention. I got to tell you, let's give our mothers our full attention. Let's get off Facebook and social media. Let's turn that TV off. I once sat down with somebody. I was like, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. He's like, I'm good. It was ESPN. I was like, hey, I understand, but I'm right here, bro. Yeah. Give our mothers full attention. You know how we be attentive to our mother? That means we listen to our mothers, that our mothers actually have wisdom that is beyond your years. That if you're a mom in this place, I got to tell you, that your, your mother, maybe she's in her golden years, maybe she's a grandmother now, that it would bring her such great joy if you would say, hey, mom, can I have some advice? Hey, mom, you've been through it because I'm it. <laughs> can I have some advice? 
that this will bring her great joy when kids ask for advice from the one who did it all. I remember Levi, he's a pretty stubborn kid, especially growing up. And uh, so I called my mama up and I said, uh, you know, Levi's pretty stubborn. I think it's his side, it's Lindsay's side of the family, I think. She's over there right now. I love you, mama. And my mom said, oh, child. She said, you were such a stubborn little boy. You were such a stubborn little boy. And I said, so mom, what, what did you do with a stubborn kid? I want to listen to you and I want to hear your advice. And she said, well, one time um, you were so stubborn uh, for family vacation, I dropped you off at my friend's house and I took the rest of the family on vacation. I said, what? She said, you were stubborn. <laughs> Listen to our mothers. They have advice and wisdom beyond their years. They know what they're talking about. Number five, help her cheerfully. Help her cheerfully. That mothers are the most helpful people in this world. That mothers do things that people, you cannot pay people to do. Hey, I'm going to give you 100 bucks. You go in there and clean that vomit up. No, sir. But moms will go into bathroom messes, bathroom horrors. They'll go into nasty diapers. Help your mother. Help your mother. Don't act like she's a bother or an inconvenience. I'm here to tell you, we can never compare with what, what we do with what they put up with. I got to tell you, even I'm a sympathetic vomiter. When Levi, I'm like, babe, you got that? Handle that, babe. I got this. I cheerfully help you from a distance. But I want us to help her cheerfully. Help her cheerfully. Then let's love our mothers by helping her cheerfully. And husbands in this place, your wife is the mother of your children. So help her cheerfully. Help her cheerfully. Number six, I love this one. Remember her gratefully. Remember mom gratefully. Just give her a call. Invite her. Hey mom, we're all going to go see this movie. Hey mom, there's a ball game. We're all going to go to that. Then, hey mom, we're going to go shopping. Would you want to come along? To just a call because that tells her that she is important enough, that you are on, that she is on your mind, that she simply wants someone to know and that somebody, that somebody appreciates her and loves her, that she gave you the best years of her life. So will you invite her into yours? She gave you the best years of your life. So will you invite her into hers, into yours? Let's remember her gratefully. Let's remember her gratefully. We always honor our mothers, whether they're with us or they're not. Maybe they graduated to be with the Lord, but we're going to remember our moms. And number seven, I want you to write this down. Remember how much she is needed. Remember how much she is needed. I'm here to tell you, it hurts a mom when she feels like she's no longer needed. It hurts a mom to feel like she's no longer needed. Whether she's in the golden years, whether she's done all that and it's achieved and it's finished, I just want to encourage you today that it hurts a mom when she feels like she's no longer needed. When she can't work, she is still needed. If you're a grandmother in here or a godmother or a spiritual mom in this house, I want to encourage you, you are always needed. 
Call your mom. Call your grandma. Ask your mom for that recipe. Hey, mom, I remember you really baked some really great cookies or this pie or this cake or this dinner. Can I have the recipe? And you know what mom's going to do? She's going to be salt beaming with joy. She remembered I'm back in their life. Yes, here's the recipe. But what mom's going to do, she's going to omit that secret recipe so it doesn't taste quite like hers. But let's remember our mom. Let's remind her how much she is needed. But maybe you're here today. I want to encourage you to how much you are needed and how much value you have in your life. That there are many moms that this could be one of the toughest days of the year. This could be a reminder, whether it's guilt, whether it's something that was taken from you. But I'm here to encourage you today that the enemy would love to speak lies to your life he would love to say, you're no longer needed. He'd love to say, you have no value. You have no purpose. I want to speak in your life today to know that God created you on purpose and for a purpose. I'm here to tell you today, maybe you look back and said, man, I made so many mistakes, but I'm here to tell you that God is going to redeem it in Jesus' name. That my wife and I, we have a story of miscarriages, that in 10 years we have one child. We would love to have more but I want to encourage you today that we hurt with you today and we're believing for God's very best for your life. We're believing that God's going to do a miracle in your marriage, a miracle in your life. That if you desire to be a mother, keep praying. And don't ever stop believing. Be of good cheer in Jesus' name. That we're praying with you and for you. Man, there's an old song when I was writing this part of the message where maybe you got a doctor's report or maybe you had something that said, hey, this will never happen. This will never take place. And I'm here to remind myself of that song. Whose report will we believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Some of you got really high pitched. We will believe the report. Calm down. Calm down. Some church folk in here, huh? Church folk, come on. But we want to believe with you for even greater. And so our moms and some, uh, some great ladies here at Avenue Church, they got together and they made a video specifically for our moms today. So I want you to watch this video today. Mother's Day. It's a day to honor some among us who really receive the honor they deserve. A day to recognize some of the greatest warriors in our culture, moms. But for many of us, it's also a time of difficulty and pain. For others, Mother's Day only reminds us of what we don't have yet, don't have anymore, or perhaps never had at all. It's good to remind ourselves on this day that the gospel isn't about our identity as mothers. It's a day that brings up feelings of guilt or reminds us of our failures. It's not about our accomplishments or our failures. It's about our position as God's beloved daughters. So to those of you who gave birth this year to your first child, we celebrate with you. Children are a gift from God and we pray that yours may grow to know and love the God who already knows and loves them. You hold a special place of honor, not because you've been a great mom, but because you've been redeemed by a great God. One drop of the blood of Jesus is better than a thousand beautiful children or a million bouquets of flowers. To those of you who have lost a child this year, we mourn with you. We serve a God who cries with us when we cry and who even knows the unique sting of losing his own child. To those of you who are in the trenches with little ones every day, wearing badges of food stains and the not so faint smell of dirty diapers, God sees you as you labor on one of the toughest mission fields on the planet. 
To those of you raising children on your own, we pray for you. To those of you walking down the rocky path of infertility, fought with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointments, forgive us when we say foolish things. We want to serve you and remember with Christ you are never alone. We want to walk with you as a constant reminder of the God who will never leave you or forsake you. Who will never leave you or forsake you. Who will never leave you nor forsake you. To those of you who have been hurt by your mother, we pray for healing. To those of you who have warm and close relationships with your children, we rejoice with you. To those of you who have been forsaken by your children, we hurt with you. We may not all know what betrayal feels like, but we serve a God who does. To those of you who lost your mother this year, we share your sorrow. To foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you and we need more of you. And to those of you who never knew your mother, our heart continues to break with yours. Nothing can replace your loss, but we pray that you would know you always have a Heavenly Father who loves you dearly. To all of you, we honor you, we are thankful for you, and we love you. Happy Mother's Day. 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 Come on. What a beautiful video. And those are just the words that were believing for for every single mom, every type of mom in this room. I want to close with a story. And in 1829, this is the true story. You can find it online. You can find it in the history books. But in 1829, it's a documented story of a man named Peter Richley. And he got on a ship to sail from England to Australia. And on that ship, along the journey, the ship encountered a problem and began to sink. Everyone perished that was on that boat except for one man named Peter Richley. And so he's in the water, and while he was floating in the water, a second ship came along. They saw something in the water. They rescued Peter. The next day on the second ship, they encountered a storm, and the second ship sank. And there happened to be a third ship, and Peter Richley was rescued by the third ship. Something happened along the journey, and the third ship sank. This is a true story. You can find it. The third ship sank. And so a fourth ship came along and rescued them out of the water. And while they're on their journey to Australia, I would have shook them down. I would have like, empty your pockets out. Let me see what you're doing. But it's a true story. And along the journey up to Australia, the fourth ship sank, and a fifth ship comes along to bail him out of the water. But then the fifth ship sunk as well. Then the sixth ship came along and you're like, no way. Yes, the sixth ship came along. It was called the City of Leeds was the name of the boat. And the crew pulled them from the water. They gave him warm clothing and Peter Richley then told them his incredible story. And they were amazed by even the favor in his life. Well, they were just a few days away from the harbor in Sydney, Australia. The captain came to him and said, Peter, will you, will you do me a favor? And Peter said, man, you saved me. I'll do anything for you. So when they, Captain said, when we started on this journey many weeks ago, there was an old woman, an old mama, who, who had a ticket to Australia, but she won the hearts of every man on this crew. She was a sweet woman, and she loved on every single one of us. But 
She had not, although she had a ticket to Australia, she became ill about a week ago. She is so feverish and she is dying that she, we believe she will not make it to Australia. And the whole time she's been out of her mind and just praying, going in and out of consciousness. And when she comes to, she begins to pray the same prayer. And it's, oh God, oh God, I beg you, let me see my son just one more time. Let me live to see my son. She'll go in and out of almost a, a coma-like, and she'll begin to pray this prayer all the time. Oh God, oh God, let me see my son just one more time. And I got to tell you, the crew loves her so much, but she knows every single one of them. But she doesn't know who you are because we pulled you out of the ocean. And so will you do me a favor? Will you pretend to be her son so she can leave this world in peace? And of course, Peter said, of course I will. Of course I will. And so the captain took him in into the room where she was at. And there was a silver-haired, frail woman who's in this feverish condition, just burning up, so sick, all, 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 facing death. And she was praying under her breath, please God, let me see my son just one more time. Let me see my son. And when Peter looked at this, this lady, he began to break down and he began to weep. And he realized it was his own mother, Sarah Richley, who had not seen him in 10 years. And she made a decision to see her son just one more time. You know, I believe that is why five ships sunk, but they couldn't keep Peter down. That why the storms can destroy and the havoc can come our way. Don't you dare underestimate the power of a godly mother in Jesus' name. That God hears your prayers. He hears the cries of your heart. That God is faithful and just. That even the story goes on to say that she got better. And they lived 20 years after that incident. I'm here to tell you, come on. It'll get you through any storm and any crisis. But I know there's some mamas in my life, my own mother, my mother, other mothers in my life, that I can call upon them and say, pray. Will you pray? There are many moms in this room today. You are praying for those that are close to you but far from God. There are many mothers in here today. You're praying for a miracle. You're saying, oh God, oh God. But I'm here to tell you, God hears your prayers. God is in your corner. God understands your heart. But I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing for that miracle. Don't settle for second best, but believe for God's best for your family. And I want to say this to you today. If you're a mother in this room or soon to me, mom, maybe you're just dating and maybe you're going to be married soon or anything like that, I'm here to tell you, that you are godly in Jesus' name. That you can walk out these doors to say, I am a godly praying mama. Nothing can stop me in Jesus' name. But I want to add another point as we close today. I'm going to do the preacher thing. I'm going to slip in that one last one. And there's really, there's seven ways we can love our mom. But I want to say there's eight ways that we can love our mamas. Is that when mothers need the most is to know that their sons and their daughters love God. That they love God. That their sons and their daughters have accepted Christ into their life. 
I'm here to tell you the gospel, accepting Jesus, isn't making a bad person good. That's not what it does. It's making dead people alive. That our prayers of our mamas in this room is I want my kids to be alive in Christ, in Jesus' name, to begin to unlock all that God has for their life. That I know if you're here today, maybe you're a stubborn kid, your mama's praying for you. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, man, pastor, if you only knew, by now I should be dead. By now I should be locked up somewhere. By now I've had fit chances like Peter, six chances, seven chances, time and time again. But I know it's because my mama, my grandmama, that, that, that leader, someone on the A-team, that spiritual mom in my life, I know that they won't quit praying for me. And how many know they'll never stop praying for you? Even Jesus, when he was on the cross, with nails in his hands and nails in his feet, he's about to die. This is what I love about Jesus, all right? He's tough. But he turns to John and he says, John, see, that's my mother right there. But after today, that is now your mama. I want you to take care of my mama. Do you know how many, you know how many spiritual mothers we have in this church? Do you know how many spiritual ladies we have that are standing in the gap for every single person that walks through these doors? Why? Because don't you dare underestimate the value of a godly mama. But maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you said, you know what? I want her God to be my God. I want to honor my mama by accepting Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Maybe you're here today and you say, I'm going to take a step towards Jesus. You know what repentance is? Every time you hear that word, you're like, ah, I don't like that word. It's such a church word. But repent simply means to change direction. To repent means I'm going to steer away from darkness and I'm going to go into the light and I'm going to begin a journey with my Savior. So I'm going to ask you today, I won't embarrass you, I won't humiliate you, but can I celebrate with you today? Now I'm going to pray a prayer today, but before I pray that prayer, maybe you're in this room and you're saying, hey, I need to pray that prayer. I need to accept Jesus as my Savior. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord. And if you're here today with every head up and every eye open, but maybe you're here today and we could you know, hit the lights for a second. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, will you pray with me? Will you lead me in a prayer? I'm not asking you to join the church. And man, you have to get into growth track step two. But man, I would love the honor in helping you in your first step. Your first step towards the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So if you're here today, you say, will you lead me in that prayer? Will you raise a hand? Will you just raise a hand? Thank you. Yes, I see that. Yes, yes. Come on, somebody. Yes, right there. Thank you. Yes, yes. Come on, everybody. Can we get excited just for a second? I'm going to tell you, there's some mamas. They're celebrating right now. They're trying to be kosher, all right? They're trying to be civil. But there are some mamas that are in heaven, and they're shouting the name of Jesus for all those hands that were just raised. So will everyone stand with me, please? And I want us all to pray, and I would love to pray over you today. And then I want to give you an opportunity to enjoy everything that's going on in the hallway, in the lobby. But let's pray today. Dear Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for every single person that's in this place today. And Father, I pray for every mom, whatever season in life they're in. 
And Father, I pray for those young moms that are just trying to figure it out. That Father, I pray for their babies that they may sleep all night long. That Father, I pray for those new mamas, Father, that you continue to give them knowledge and wisdom. And Father, I pray for the seasoned mothers in this room. The Father, I pray, continue to hear their prayers. Continue to hear the cries of their heart. That God, I'm grateful in your word. It doesn't say you have grandsons and granddaughters. It says you have sons and you have daughters. So Father, today we trust our kids to you. We trust our sons and our daughters to you. The Father, I pray in Jesus' name that devil, you cannot have them. That we stand in the gap for their salvation in Jesus' name. The Father, I pray for the, the, the grandmothers in this room, the seasoned ones in this room. The Father, I pray that they can continue to see that God has purpose for their life. That God is not done with them yet, but God is going to begin to expand their reach, begin to expand their influence. The Father, I pray for the mamas in this room that maybe have infertility. Maybe they've been feeling of, of being robbed of motherhood. That I'm here to just pray a prayer of blessing over them. Begin to touch their body from head to toe. But Father, I thank you that they're not bitter women, but they're better women. That, Father, you're going to do such a work in their life. That, Father, I pray for restoration. God, I pray you begin to redeem it in Jesus' name. That, Father, I pray for those that are in this room. Maybe they feel like they've lost all hope. Maybe they feel like storm after storm, but there's no boat coming along the way. Maybe they're in this room today and they don't have any purpose. But I'm here to tell you, a boat's about to pass you by. A boat's about to pull you in and to give you warm clothes and to begin to hear your story and begin to do life with you. That God, I pray today that you begin to take people from death into eternal life. That Father, I pray we walk out of this room today knowing that you're the Lord of our life, but that you made us on purpose and for a purpose. So with everybody in this room, I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I am. Say, today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. Say, you were raised for me. Now raise me to new life. That today, I will follow you all the days of my life. Say, today, I'm taking a step to know that I am saved, I am redeemed, I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody shout it. Amen.